Welcome to this BTA Chatcast. The BTA, the voice of business travel. Good morning and welcome to the BTA Chatcast. I'm Ivana Matsura, the Partnership and Marketing Manager of the BTA. This morning, I have a great pleasure to be joined by Samantha McKnight, the Business Sales Manager, and Mark Plowright, the Head of Sales and Distribution, both from Elenia. Good morning, how are you? Good morning. Very well, thank you. Good morning. So, uh, thank you for coming. It's a really great pleasure to have you today on, on our chatcast. So, um, Sam, would you like to give us just a quick overview of your role at Elenia? Of course. Um, my focus is on business travel and working with a range of our clients, whether that's corporates, travel management companies, the associations, and finding ways to help them utilize rail in their programs better and making sure that we bring rail to the forefront of discussions at an industry level as well. Brilliant, thank you. And Mark, uh, can you also give us a quick update on your role? Yeah, sure. Um, So I'm head of sales and distribution and that encapsulates all of LNER's uh, retail and distribution channels. So anything from business sales to international, to uh, domestic leisure, such as tour operators. Excellent, thank you. So what we'll do now, I'll ask you some kind of different types of questions. So just to get to know you both um, from more like a personal um, level. So Sam, um, how would you describe, how would your family describe what you do for a living? Um, They probably would be quite accurate because I talk about work a lot. (laughs) So I think they would say um, she helps business people and their companies with rail travel. Great. And how about you, Mark? I don't think you'd get a great deal of accuracy from my side. (laughs) uh, The best people to ask are my kids. So I think my boys would just say something like daddy works in trains. Uh, okay. that, that, that's a pretty good overview <laughs> that's good that's good well I think you got it right <laughs> and what is the one thing you wish you had known when you began your career so Sam do you want to go first oh that that is an interesting one um mine probably has more to do with what I would have chosen for education on the basis of what career I've ended up doing um, so I probably would have done something completely different as a degree because I haven't necessarily utilised my, my IT and communications degree in any great shape or form. And other than that, um, no, I've quite liked all the little twists and turns my career has taken. So I think it's more along the lines of what I would have studied because if I had my time again, I think I would probably have done an apprenticeship. It's never too late. This is true. Don't say that to Mark. He'll he'll think I can squeeze in more things. <laughs> and how about you, Mark? Um, I went down the education route as well, same as Sam. Um, so my I did a marketing masters, um, and a, I might have chosen something different if I'd have known that it would be pretty much obsolete the minute I graduated. So I mean, we're going we're going back to two thousand and two, three now, and marketing is so much different. Um, and a bit like Sam, you know, I do, how much of my uh, further education do I actually deploy in my current role? 
Uh, and then advice I would give to, you know, my kids would be really try and specialise. Mm -hmm. You know, I went down the route of business administration and business generally. And I think it's where, think about where specialist knowledge will be needed somewhere down the, the road. And I guess for me and Sam, that's, we are building specialist knowledge in, in rail and business travel. So that, that works. But I, I guess I didn't really think that that would necessarily be my path at the start. So planning and future thought is is really valuable. Yeah, that's great. But again, sometimes I guess you don't really know at a younger age, exactly at that point of time in life, what you want to do in the future. So sometimes no. I guess it's also difficult to plan I, too much in advance. <laughs> yeah, I didn't necessarily get the best career advice, I don't think, at school. And I'd, I'd love to help people with that. If yeah. Possible. 100% and I think mentoring and things like that really help because most of us have probably had multiple careers or will have had multiple working in different industries etc um, I don't think there's anything wrong with that especially as we will work for much longer and many more years than you know generations gone by so if you want to do something new at some point you've got the time and I suspect that I'm not going to do I'm trying not to do the rail industry a disservice here but I suspect there are lots of sales and business professionals out there at the early part of their career that weren't necessarily thinking I really want to get into the railway <laughs> um, so I, I feel like I've kind of fallen into it to a certain extent Sam I, I guess you would probably be the same but yeah it's um it's definitely something that I wouldn't have even thought of because for most people they probably don't even realize the breadth of what you can do when you work for a train company so and I think it's one of those things that you know with careers week and all of those um, times of the year we always try and highlight to people there's a lot of diversity and a lot of things you can do so um, yeah my advice I guess if I'm rethinking that question now would be look at the breadth of what can be done within different businesses because it isn't always what you think it is from the outside and that, no. that yeah that applies not just to rail doesn't it it applies yeah. to air hotels there's so, it's not just about the delivery of that product it, there's more to it behind the scenes which which can be really exciting and that applies across business and leisure travel i completely agree with you so it's true and as you said you know when when you speak to career advisors they don't really kind of give you all that in-depth knowledge you know they just kind of give you like a very baseline of what that industry is all about but you know it would have yeah it would be definitely more valuable if you had more information and then you really know what you kind of you know um what you're exactly diving into because it's an exciting uh, industry so rail and i don't think actually many people know you know a lot about rail so well, the BPTA is right to develop those links with university because um, we need more aspirational, bright sparks to come and join the industry. Absolutely. No, I completely agree with you. And Thank Mark you. And I are lucky. We're involved at a time where there's lots of innovation, there's lots of forward thinking um, and future proofing. So it's a good time to be involved in, you know, change and what will making an industry what it can be, the best it can be. Right. So hopefully we will some see some new, you know, kind of graduates joining in and really kind of taking that career path. And what is the most important thing you have learned in life, Sam? Um, for me, it's probably realizing and recognizing that failure isn't failure. 
Um, it's learning how not to do something the next time. Um, so it's just taking that learning and doing something with it. And also, as they say, you learn from mistakes, right? Precisely. So. <laughs> I think Edison said he learned 999 ways not to make a light bulb before he found <laughs> the right way. Exactly. <laughs> I like that approach. And you, Mark? Um, two things. One, on a professional level, as much as I enjoy my career, work isn't everything. Tomorrow is a new day and there are more important things in life. So try not to take your worries home with you, your professional worries. And then from a personal perspective, keep things fresh. Give yourself and your family stuff to look forward to. It, it's really difficult to do that right now. But even if it's booking uh, a staycation or a, uh, a trip to see friends, it might feel like the distant future, but it's stuff that you can hook onto and think about to keep you going. No, that's very true. I completely agree with you. So it's something that kind of really helps mentally to look forward to, um, especially during this, you know, difficult times for everyone. So I, and what are, who, sorry, uh, who are the three people who have been most influential, influential to you? Hmm. So I think for me, there will be a really obvious one, my mother. Um, she's kind of my biggest cheerleader, biggest sponsor and mm -hmm. kind of, always you know keeps you propped up and keeps you going and looking forward and in the right direction um I had a mentor at school that we were assigned mentors when we were around when we were entering a level so 16 17 um who is still a part of my life to this day and from a career perspective from a thinking differently um, from a stretching myself perspective, he's been amazing. Um, and to this day, he will, whenever we talk, it's still, what's the latest project you're working on? How can you think things differently? You know, and he's in his late 80s now, and he still challenges me, even when you're talking about digital innovation, he'll go off and read about it. And the next time you have a phone call, somehow he's, he knows what an API is. So he's, wow, that's he's still to this day very influential. And the third, um, probably one of my old managers who said something that stuck with me to this day, which is um, everyone's opinion is just that, it's an opinion, but try and find something good to take away from it. Um, and, you know, it's your, it's your choice what you do with that information. So because sometimes you get good feedback, sometimes you get bad, but you know, try and find something, a nugget to take away from, from every interaction. Absolutely. Um, and for you, Mark? Um, yeah, I've gone down the route of my parents. So my, my dad, my mum and dad are like chalk and cheese. Um, <laughs> my dad disciplined in work, disciplined in health and fitness and well-being. My mum, uh, quite the opposite. So all about fun, uh, in the moment, spontaneity, very different people, but I think I've got a good mix of the two. Um, and then you said three, but I'm sort of thinking of influences in the wrong way. So I've had, it shows how important a leader and manager is over your career, because I've had a really, I've had a few really good ones uh, and one 
one shines out at Eurostar. When I first joined Eurostar, really good balance of developmental feedback, but also praise. Reinforced to me how important praise is uh, and encouragement and motivation. Uh, and then I've had a few bad ones. So, and they have been influences to me because I've learned to do things differently, to, to plan, to be meticulous, to um, bring people along on the ride with you. Don't dictate, work from the ground up with people involved. So, uh, that's probably four or five, to be honest. So, yeah, no, no, that's fine, absolutely. And um, what have you read or listened to recently that inspired you? Sam, do you want to go first? Well, that's a tough one because I'm a big reader. Um, I always have one or two books on the go. I like reading articles and news pieces. Um, so there's always something fresh and new. And I've actually started carving out time in my weekly schedule to actually just spend some time focusing on, right, what's out there at the moment. Let's make sure I'm current and up to date. So rather than something specific, um, it's more something that I've added to my reading list of late. So um, it's originally a magazine, but it's now a website called MIT Sloan, and they have some really good um, business management insights. Um, from all sorts of perspectives. It's not specific to travel, but you always find there's something you can take, regardless what industry someone's speaking about, that you can then apply to your own world. And because it delivers such a range of content globally, sometimes you get some really new, fresh perspectives on something because of how someone's handled it in a different situation or with a different cultural demographic in mind or something like that. So they're a, a new one to my list, but one that I'm really enjoying so far. That sounds great. Actually, I don't know this magazine, so I will definitely have a look at it. Yeah. It's, it, sounds, it sounds very good. Thank you. And uh, how about you, Mark? Um, I love uh, a bit of true crime. Uh, I, I, I read books and um, listen to podcasts, but it doesn't it's completely the opposite to inspiring me it makes me think how bad the world can be <laughs> um, but I purely do it I purely do it for escapism um, that's true and I'm just interested but from a I guess from an inspiration point of view I, I'm all about non-fiction and recently I acquired a book Sam you might know this man a, ch a chap called Jim Sherwood who restored yeah. the Orient Express he used to be my boss yes. oh wow um, that's a coincidence. So I, I, I like I like to buy signed books, and I picked up a signed book by Jim, which was all about that the the following the Orient Express being taken out of service in 1977. He bought two luxury sleeping cars from the Express in um, following that at auction, and meticulously restored them and brought brought the Orient Express back to where it was. So I've. I've only just started that story, but I find it inspirational. And Jim, incidentally, has a connection to the East Coast mainline. Yeah, he used to own GNER. Yeah, so he owned Sea Containers, the company behind GNER. So there's a there's another link there. But yeah, in, in, inspiring story that I'm looking forward to completing. That sounds no, that's what that's, and it's a small world, right? So it's all connected. Yeah. And so, what keeps you up at night? Very little. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I love my sleep. Um, 
I'm not the nicest of person to be around if I'm overtired, but I've got into a very good habit of keeping, I have a little notebook and one of those small ones that have a pencil in them so that if there's anything on my mind when I'm going to bed, I write it down because I find half of the fear is I'll forget. Mm -hmm. And then I know in the morning I can pick it up and it's still there and hasn't gone anywhere. But outside of that, the only thing that would genuinely keep me up is if I was hungry. (laughs) Just being honest, I cannot sleep if I'm hungry. But I don't I try not to let stresses and worries and fears. If you can do something about it, do it. And if you can't, you need to learn to let it go. Yeah. You know what? Actually I completely agree with you. I think I'm exactly the same. Absolutely the same. So keeps me sane. Yeah. Um, (laughs) And you Mark? Yeah, so Sam, that really resonated. It, I go to bed with things on my mind. I, I get sudden like little light bulb moments that I've got to do something urgently first thing in the morning. So writing it down or parking it somewhere really helps. And I'm guilty of not doing that enough. But from a, I guess from a parenting perspective, I've, I've over time, the, the worries of your, your children growing up and the new things that come into their life, their lives, sorry, um, add make you restless so recently it was balancing homeschooling or getting my older son into the right school and then um I, I can't you know I have to say that I do have worries about you know I think about the future of travel and I don't spend a lot of time worrying on it about it apart from during the day but occasionally I'll go to sleep thinking about you know the sustainability of not having enough passengers or the future of business travel and it, it I would you know it does it does worry me but I think we've got the right people in the industry to recover and empower that recovery exactly no I completely agree with you too um it's exactly it's something that we all kind of you know ask our this question and really kind of hopefully you know things will go back to normality sooner than later so there is a light at the end of the tunnel yeah and so which three people that are alive would you invite for dinner and why Sam this is a tough one um because trying to only decide on three because once you start thinking about it you realize how long the list could get (laughs) so (laughs) um I'm going to control it but my three all have something in common which you will realize when I say who they are so um Michelle Obama Okay. Because she's Michelle Obama. I don't really need to explain that anymore. (laughs) (laughs) She just, yeah, I I read her her book Becoming and it really opened my eyes up to what you see, what you know or think you know about someone because of what you see in the media and what you really learn about someone when it's through their own words. Um, Tina Turner, (laughs) that is properly random, I know, but... (laughs) not only is she just awesome as an artist and a performer and all of that but she's had one heck of a life and has come out the other end stronger for it so um there's that thing about putting metal through a forge and it goes under intense pressure and intense heat but it comes out stronger I think she's a really good example of that um and the third And as a result of the third, there'd be really good dinner conversation, Oprah Winfrey. Now, (laughs) growing up, Oprah was still doing her chat show. 
And at the time, there weren't that many female-led chat shows. And there were definitely no female-led chat shows that were led by a black woman. And what I really um, respect about her is when she couldn't get where she wanted to be or the next step, instead of making do or um, just, you know, sucking it up, she was like, okay, I'll go and do it by myself. And that's exactly what she did. She created the type of show and the type of business and the type of environment that she wanted to be part of. And, you know, she's grown into one of the biggest media moguls who are out there. So I think, again, it's that thing of, don't take the no or the knockback as a negative. What can you do with it? So I think those three women at a dinner party, like, wow. There's going <laughs> I to be think some stories. sounds like a great dinner to me. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Good choice. And you, Mark, who would you invite? I was thinking about this this morning, found it quite hard, but there's a few areas or categories that I'd like to include. So one is sort of um, adventurous, stroke explorer and I'd either go down the route of Leveson Wood, chap mm-hmm. the former military background who's done a lot of uh, documentaries recently uh, um, covering his his adventures uh, including the Himalayas for example so it might be him but it, it could also be a chap called Mark Beaumont inspirational Scottish Scottish guy who cycled around the world in record time love his books because it's you know the those sorts of journeys or adventures are things that I'd love to do at some point in the future, ideally for charity if I could, if I had the time. Um, so one of those two, um, got to be game Carolyn McCall uh, for a, you know, her EasyJet experiences, a guidance on success in business and leadership, keeping it fresh and her agility in moving from one industry to another. Uh, I, I can't, yeah, I'd be a bit intimidated, I think, in that conversation but would love to for her to sort of download on me um and then a bit of a random one I used to when I used to meet one of my friends in London for for drinks some years ago we always used to meet at a pub called the coal hole near the Savoy and I I found out that Richard Harris the the actor who's no longer with us used to drink in there he was the first Dumbledore in the Harry Potter films I think he's a bit of a lovable rogue and doesn't have the best history but I'd love to hear some stories from him um, you know about his acting career and and all of that so for, you know three quite different categories but a nice nice diverse mix I think that sounds like a really good choice I think both of the dinners would be really really interesting to attend <laughs> imagine if there were one big dinner and all of them were there now that could oh, be wow. interesting that would be even better <laughs> yes yes <laughs> and uh, so a final question what is your favorite quote I really struggled with this, Um, trying to narrow it down to one. So I'm sorry, I'm cheating. There's two. Um, One, if your actions create a legacy that inspires others to dream more, learn more, do more and become more, then you're an excellent leader. Um, And it comes from someone you just would never believe that that's what they would say. But that's Dolly Parton. (laughs) <laughs> wow <laughs> go figure um I heard it on an interview recently and I thought really wow okay but it resonates you know I I do a lot of work with mentoring and and young people and it's true they 
you don't realize young people look at you all the time they see everything they hear everything so you know if what you're doing encourages people for the better perfect and the other was about the people that you have around you and it said everyone wants to ride with you in the limo but who you need around you are the people who will take the bus with you when the limo breaks down so yeah that was another one that more on a personal level and at a business level to an extent is you know think carefully about the people who you have around you and who you invest time in and who you share confidence with etc um and ensure they're there for the right reasons and that that's an oprah that sounds really really good to me thank you and what about you mark i don't, I don't have a favorite quote but I, there was one that resonated recently if you if you follow um simon sinek on linkedin mm-hmm. He's he's always a reliable source of quotes each day. <laughs> um, and one that resonated with me recently was along the lines of uh, the way Sam went, actually, along, along the lines of leadership. Leadership is not about being in charge. Leadership is about taking care of those in your charge. I, I don't consider myself a, an accomplished leader. I think I'm a leader in training, you know, and I, 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 I still think there is lots to learn in that respect. But one of the clear things for me is, and some of my old managers could could learn this, you know, in my distant <laughs> past, um, it's not about the telling, it's about bringing people along on the journey. Uh, so that, that you know, that really uh, struck a chord with me. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. I completely agree with that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, great. Thank you both. Um, those are some really, really interesting stories. And it was a great pleasure to listen to you. And thank you for sharing uh, with us. So I wish you both a lovely weekend. And I look forward to seeing you again soon. And hopefully in real life as well. Thank you very much, Ivana. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Bye. Bye.